All right. And tonight, if you haven't read the episode title that you clicked on, um, we are discussing Alien. So if you have not... <laughs> scared the crap out of me. Wait, do it again. That's though. new. Hold on, hold on. Not immediately. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> when I say it, do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> tonight. Cut! <laughs> do you want him to start after you finish speaking? Oh, God. <laughs> Clarify. On? We already got our first blooper, and it's only—it's not even been two minutes. I did that on purpose. <laughs> when I say the oh, movie title, <laughs> then press the button. That's what I did. Ah, okay. <laughs> Tonight we will be discussing Alien from 1979. Close enough. Oh, sorry. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bro. We can get this right. Come on. I don't want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, are you gonna? What are you gonna say? Are you say 1979? Yeah, I gotta specify which movie it is. I don't want people. We'll just at... say the Alien, and then I'll click it, and then say from 1979. All right. Okay. What? Mm. It's a nice little uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Walter, and tonight I am here with the boys. We have back with us John. Good evening. And Xander. Hello. And back from the dead. It's been a long time. Shelton. Hello. Man, oh, man. Welcome back, gentlemen. It's great having you guys. It's good to be back. Thank you. Tonight, we will be discussing Alien from 1979. Oh boy, among other things. But uh, that's the main movie we're talking about. If you have not seen this movie, this is your spoiler warning. And if you have, I hope you enjoy our little show here. That's right, guys. We're back. It's kind of like spooky season for us right now as of this recording. So um, what better way to talk about horror movies than talk about space horror? I want to kind of like bring talk. This is something we have not talked about in a long time we kind of like touched on it a few times when we you know way back when we did like a whole series of like uh uh lovecraftian uh i forgot the, the, the subgenre but uh just like lovecraftian horror movies that kind of deal with space like the thing and some other stuff but uh space horror i think is a whole different or at least the first stepping stone into all of that and so what better way to talk about this alien franchise which is one of my favorite franchises than just overall space horror as a in in general. To kick us off, I wanted to ask you guys, going down the line here, what do you think about space horror or horror movies in space or just the horror concept in space? Um, so this is your first episode back, Sheldon. You get to go first. Ooh, wow! I feel special. But um, horror in space is one of those kinds of things. It can kind of play off of. You know, I love the fear of the unknown type of shit because if you're not sure, can you really say it's not, you know, whatever it could be? It's it's just something about unknown terrors and horrors and things like that. And I feel like space is the place where all of that kind of thrives because people believe in aliens, even like general, like realistically. But what kind of aliens? Nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. I love seeing that brought into the big picture. 
It's awesome. Alrighty, moving over to John. How do you feel about space horror? Personally, when it comes to horror, Alien is definitely one of my favorite series in general. Um, you mentioned The Thing by John Carpenter. That one's also really high quality for sure. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely a lot easier to get into those kind of horror movies to me because we're already stepping out of the realm of reality. So it's just easier to accept the storyline going where it goes. You know what I mean? Definitely. And Xander. I am one of the biggest Warhammer nerds on the planet. So it's kind of my jam. Cool. Space horror. It's um it's a subgenre that I don't really know too much about because I when it comes to space, I clock out. <laughs> um just to kind of like I said, we we covered like a lot of um kind of space stuff back in 2021. We did the thing, we did in the mouth of madness, which isn't space, but like it's that very much uh fear the unknown type of horror that lovecraftian inspired style um and i am not a fan (laughs) of that at all just because of the the connotations that it brings out where it's kind of like my main thing is that it kind of eliminates the human element and argues that the human element doesn't matter when there is something larger and me personally i just subscribe to that the human will and the human philosophical like mindset should always be uh, indicated in some kind of way, uh, which I think John Carpenter's The Thing really does well with the paranoia of it all and the questioning of, you know, who of the imposter mystery. But as you get into other movies like that, it's kind of like it's all about, you know, this stuff. And, you know, we're just an ant to a boot, blah, 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 blah. That just bores me. And it's just kind of again, it's, it, it just takes away the autonomy that if I were to try and relate to characters of that mindset, it just it just really bogs me down. And but that's something that Sheldon really enjoys. Like we we spent countless times of our lives debating that debate. Um, and we'll yeah. probably bring it up here. Uh, but I will say, Alien is different. And the reason Alien is different is because it is much more of a human uh, focused movie, much more of a human focused franchise, and that's why I like it. But overall, space horror for me, when I think about it. It goes back to like you know the the nineteen like forties like very like Twilight Zone just cheesy stuff like that. Whereas you know it's you know the uh, the thing or not the thing. Well, the thing from another world is what the original title was. And you got like you know the the robot from Planet X or what the, whatever that's called. Like very just you know. Wait, what? Just what very, that one. It's a very old movie about like yeah, a robot and people exploring planets from like the fifties. Uh, about a robot that's from a Planet X. I forgot exactly what it's called, um, but Planet X is something um, that I am just can- not getting the title of. Hold on. Top tier synopsis. I <laughs> I've seen it. I know that Planet X. <laughs> Planet X movie from 1951. The Man from Planet X. Okay, there it is. There's another movie about a robot, um, but I won't I won't look that up because we're just wasting time. Um, but yeah, that's just what I think about at first. And then, you know, as far as horror goes, uh, you get, th- you know, it, it can go either way. It can go, it can really elevate something or it can just make it really like cheesy and people find cheesy and can't be fun for me. I have a very, uh, specific humor style when it comes to that type of stuff. So main thing would be like, you know, 
Jason X. <laughs> People love Jason X. It's the one Friday the 13th movie I've only seen once and will not fully watch. Um, same when it goes to like Leprechaun in space and people want Chucky to go to space. And I'm like, I that just makes no, that doesn't, why? Why would you want that? Um, but I understand like the, the pure like camp of it all. But it just, it's unserious for me. But it can also become really just like, drab and just you know um even i don't even want to call it pretentious but just like half-baked pretension you know you get something there are some good movies out there like gravity is kind of in that zone for me there's a um a24 movie with robert pattinson called uh what is it afterlife or something like that where he's just like floating in space with a bunch of plants and his daughter as he's like you know grieving or whatever um very like a24 style of film and it's you know it, it's weird you got the the really crappy ones like uh that what is it there's another movie called life where it was just like alien but with black splooge and people thought it was a, a prequel to venom but it wasn't it was just uh, a movie <laughs> and uh, the venom movies kind of they're kind of falling into like the the campiness at least that first one did and so it's, it's very like off and on for me i think space horror can be great though and i think alien is kind of like the 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 main like front loader for that along with like predator um i would throw in planet of the apes although it's, they're not they'll spend a lot of time in space that first movie though the very first one is a very space centric movie star trek is kind of what i think about as well um i would say star wars but as i think about it those movies don't necessarily like emphasize space as much <laughs> the only one that i can think of that really emphasized like being in space was the last jedi and maybe Attack of the Clones, maybe, but um, I, I would have to like rewatch those movies to figure it out. But the, yeah, Alien though was kind of like the the front of that entire like genre for me. Um, however, Alien itself is a separate genre or is in within another genre because I would argue, and I think this has been argued from other people before, Alien is mainly a slasher movie, and I, I like slasher movies, but it, it follows the same kind of template. It's just in a spaceship. And it's a giant, you know, rubber alien, which can be cool. We can dive into more space horror later on in the podcast, but mainly I wanted to cover this movie just because we haven't covered it yet. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of movies that we just haven't gotten to. So I tried to put those in this year for this, mainly in this back half. So Alien is kind of the kickoff of that. Um, alien is a huge franchise of films. And I want to touch on that before we take our first break. Um, I know that. Me and Shelton are big fans of this series. John, how do you, what do you, what do you, you know, you, you mentioned Alien is one of your favorites. Um, how do you feel about the entire, like, franchise? Uh, okay, so Alien, great. Aliens, good. Alien 3, not so much. Um, Prometheus, sick. Super sick. And then, uh, Alien Covenant, 10 out of 10. Great, great, great. Um, definitely really quality films. I like the tie in with Blade Runner. Um, I think it's just really cool in general. Yeah. Ooh, wait, what's the tie in with Blade Runner? Yeah. I don't well, know. You know it, it's definitely all in the same universe, like the corporations and everything. Wayland corporation is mentioned in Blade Runner. The synthetics oh. are mentioned throughout alien. Um, mother is like, I'm pretty sure also mentioned in, uh, Blade Runner, but yeah, no, I mean, they're both directed by Ridley Scott. He 
definitely made references to his own other films and it's pretty sick you can see it even in like the new blade runner you can still see that uh they make references to point out the fact that it's still in the same like universe and things that are going on that's yeah. fucking awesome oh wow i need to well we'll be getting to blade runner next year <coughs> but i need to like really look into that because i either i forgot about it or this is just my first time getting my mind blown um, but yeah, I, and it's funny because those are my favorite aspects of both movies, <laughs> are the corporation parts yeah. of it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, the very yeah. cyberpunk yeah. style of it. Yes, or like cyber noir, really. Um, it's more cyber noir. I'd agree with that. Yeah, Sheldon. Like I said, I know you're a big fan of these movies because me and you have talked endlessly about them. But want to give the audience oh, yeah. your overall take on the franchise? Uh, my overall take on the franchise. I love the vibe. I love um, the atmosphere because, oh my God, the atmosphere in specifically Alien Covenant and in Alien, the one we're going to talk about tonight, the atmosphere in both of those are great. It's like edge of your seat, <laughs> anxiety, and tension. <laughs> yes. And it's a, a good story all throughout to follow through to. Good yeah. plot twist. Definitely. Ooh, okay. Quick question. Again, we're just kind of waiting for Xander to come back. But uh, do you remember the first time you've seen this first movie, Alien? Yeah. Freaking, I really needed to. And I was chilling in my room and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. I have nothing to do today. <laughs> I think I remember. And so I just watched it through uninterrupted. I think I remember when you did watch it. Or unless I'm thinking mm-hmm. of something else. But yeah, I think it was, was like. You could be. Okay. Uh, John, do you remember the first time you've seen Alien? Oh, for sure. I was probably about 13 years old. Um, I don't know if you remember, but when I was a kid, I used to go spend my summers in Florida with my dad. And I was down there hanging out with my stepmom one day. And uh, I kept asking them about Alien vs. Predator because they had the DVD sitting out on the counter. And they were like, no, it's, it's crappy. Don't worry about it. They were like, you know what we should watch, though? I was like, what? They were like, we can watch Alien. So my stepmom and I sat down and watched Alien. And I was terrified. And then my father came home and was like, oh, you guys watched Alien? You want to watch Predator? And I was like, oh, God. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, there's more? <laughs> but yeah, no, I watched it. It was pretty sick. Um, it was definitely a good time. You know, I say I was 12, but now that I think about it a little bit more, I think I might have been younger than that. I think I might have been like eight or nine. It might have been elementary school. Right. But yeah, no, it was definitely terrifying. Okay. Jesus! All right, yeah, like yeah, that, that's that's early to watch it. <laughs> Holy fuck! That's how one of my uh, my friends in elementary school, like in the fourth grade, he was obsessed with like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, like Predator. He was obsessed with Alien. He would talk about it all the time. Oh man! So Xander, uh, what's your overall thoughts on the Alien franchise? And do you remember the, your first time seeing this first movie, or is this your first time seeing the first movie? I do remember the first time. It was about two hours ago uh, when I started watching it. <laughs> I I weirdly, even though I had not seen any of the movies until now, I I knew quite a bit about the lore, um, which kind of and and I know like bits and pieces of what happens throughout the movies. Which actually made this one kind of confusing. Like, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was like, oh, they brought up the androids this early? That, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, and the android is Bilbo, by the way. That's hilarious. 
I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, I was seeing that. Yeah. Like, oh, it's Bilbo. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the the lore seems cool, but I hear that the execution of the later movies is kind of poor, like uh, like Prometheus, mm. which kind of bumps me out because that's talking about the like the mis- mysterious other. Uh, I forget what they're called. The the white dudes. Oh, uh, dang! Do I remember? I can't remember. We'll it's, we'll, it, we'll it's touch the one on that it. was getting. Yeah. It was the mummified one and the shit yeah. that they went in in this movie. Yeah, but it'll yeah. come back to me uh, when we start talking about the actual movie. But I yeah, that is yeah. what Prometheus kind of jumps off. And then like one of the well, actually, like for Warhammer, the current biggest threat in the narrative is the is there it's a race that's heavily based on the xenomorphs so couldn't couldn't what's it called the tyranids ah yeah yeah yeah. i know about those couldn't have me warhammer without without this movie you know so warhammer is pretty badass yeah the tyranids are way scarier by the way I, i think they're way scarier than the xenomorphs Everything in Warhammer 40k is fucking terrifying. Except for the Tau. Bunch of weebs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, well, I'm really glad to hear about that from all of you. Because, like I said, this is one of my favorite franchises, but it, it took me a long time. Unlike you guys, or more or closer to Shelton, and I guess closer to Xander since <laughs> he just saw this movie for the first time. But, um... I, I kind of came to this franchise much later in my life. Um, definitely around the time Prometheus was coming out was when I first like ran into this franchise. And I was like, whoa, why is everybody freaking out about this thing? And I, I remember hearing the name really Scott a lot. 20, 2011, 2012 was a stacked couple of years for me. Um, that was deep, deep in my like Marvel Avengers phase. So that was kind of like mostly what I was excited about. But 2011, also you had, you know, The Amazing Spider-Man was coming back, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was coming back, and uh, X-Men was getting its big reboot with First Class, and then Scream 4, and I'm like, and then Saw was going on around this time, and it's like, oh, shit. And 2012 was like, I think, like, the, the, the big blockbuster, like, bomb of our generation, because <laughs> not only did Avengers come out, but yeah, The Dark Knight Rises, and... Uh, Skyfall, James Bond got a new breath uh, of fresh air. But I remember, like, Prometheus was the one that everyone was like, ooh, why? (laughs) And I was, and I remember watching the trailers and being like, I don't know what any of this means. I don't, but it looks interesting. So I held off on it. I didn't watch uh, Prometheus or any of this, of these franchise uh, alien movies until about 2017. Or 2016, around the time we graduated, and this is when me and Sheldon really kind of grew closer and started talking about more sci-fi type of stuff. And it was definitely around the time where, like, Alien Covenant was being filmed. So this had to be, like, 2016. Um, where I was like, okay, let me check out Alien because I've never actually seen it. And so this is, <laughs> this goes into one of those hazy summers I had in, like, uh, yeah, like, twenty, definitely 2016-ish. I would come home from the movie theater. It'd be already late as shit. And I'm like, I just grab myself a big bowl of ice cream and put on like, the, you know, the Sundance channel or something or, and you know, I, you know, just alien will be playing. The first alien was playing. And I was like, all right, cool. I got two hours. I guess I can go to sleep at four in the morning. It's summertime. I don't have school anymore. I did my work. Let me just go ahead 
and like watch Alien. And I just remember like being so like mesmerized by it. And I'll get into everything that I love about the movie, but like the first movie had me like I had to get a second bowl of ice cream. That's how long I was sitting there. And it was just like a really cool experience of just sitting in the dark watching Alien. And then I kind of just like from there jumped into the franchise. Um I watched Aliens. Um people love Aliens. And I know that that movie is the one that people think of when it comes to this franchise. Me personally, not a fan. <laughs> I just think adding more of something is a weird way to go. But it was natural for this thing. But um, it, it's just it's a different movie. I like the slasher style of the first one. And so switching it over to a basically like a Resident Evil run and gun type of war movie was weird. Um, But I know people really love that sequel and so i don't like to put it down i just it's the one i've seen the least and um we'll we'll cover it on the podcast at some point but i just i'm not a big fan of it alien 3 uh i've only seen like bits and pieces of it i haven't seen all the way through i know it because like john's reaction to it is the one people go oh nope and (laughs) i don't know why because it's david fincher it's david fincher's first film I don't understand that. Like, he couldn't get Batman to work, so they gave him Alien 3. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. I, I remember From what I remember, it was pretty good. And it's David goddamn Fincher. I mean, this guy directed Fight Club and The Dark... Not The Dark Knight. Uh, Fight Club, Gone Girl, you know, uh, just a lot of our favorite movies here. Zodiac and, I, I don't know, David Fincher's one of my favorite filmmakers. So no. Nope. Very, very few people bowl a 300, Walter. That is true. That is true. <laughs> I don't know, though. David Fincher kind of has a good running, good good run. Seven. Um, yeah. Well, then again, he did upset a lot of people with uh, some of the later stuff. So you're, you're probably right. Um, just to backtrack here, Alien was 79. Uh, Aliens was 1986, directed by James Cameron, who was someone we'll talk about in a couple of, couple of weeks with another favorite franchise of mine. Um, And then Alien 3 was David Fincher from 1992. Then we get Alien Resurrection. Now, I've seen, like, a little bit of this movie as well. Uh, I remember, like, being babysat, and someone put this movie on, and I'm like, I'm nine. (laughs) I don't understand why this is the only thing that's on. But I remember, like, this movie would play, and then X-Men Last Stand would play on FX, and it would just go back and forth. And I'm like, all right, I'm pretty pretty content. Um, This one was written by Joss Whedon, which puts a nasty taste in my mouth. Um, but it was from 1997, and then we have AVP, Alien vs. Predator from 2004, a movie I don't think anyone really likes, <laughs> and then there's Alien Re- Alien ah, Alien vs. Predator Requiem from 2007 that I know for a fact people don't like, and then yeah, Prometheus kind of wrapping around to the first part of my story, Prometheus was the one that kind of bred, bred new life into it, Now I do know that Alien has a long history of like, movies that almost got made, like there's people have tried to get this franchise off the ground many times um, i know neil blondkamp you may remember him from doing uh what movie did he get popular for it was like way earlier in the in 2000s uh, uh 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 it was a weird movie it was like a war movie too i can't remember what it was no wait i do district nine district nine was neil blondkamp that kind of like not only like occlude a lot of like um comic con people into war movies and kind of brought back that whole uh, audience and so he wanted to do an alien movie that was a sequel to just the first two. 
And you can look up the, I think you can find the script online. You can definitely find like the concept art. It was bringing back Ripley. It was going to be bring back the little girl from part two and really continue that story. Because if you know part three, they kind of everybody everybody kind of dies at the beginning. Spoiler alert! But he wanted to do that, and he almost got it made, but uh, something happened to where it fell through, and a whole bunch of other directors tried to do it. So Ridley Scott came back and said, "Well, look, I'm a George Lucas this entire franchise." <laughs> Um, I got a plan for a trilogy. I wrote it out on this notepad, and we're going to make it. And everybody was like, really, Scott, give him the goddamn money. And bring me pictures of Spider-Man, because we're going to bring that back, too. And so that kind of kicked off that whole renaissance. And then Prometheus was developed. It got changed a bit. Ridley Scott did pull a, a, a literally, he literally did pull a George Lucas. was like, ooh, I'm going to start adding things to this thing I've already written. And so people were on set and casting and blah, 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 blah. There's a long history. We'll get the Prometheus. I'll explain it there. But Prometheus finally got made and came out. I remember it testing well, but when the movie came out, people were like, this is not my alien. Ridley Scott has lost it. He should, like, die. And, and people were brutal back then. And I was, I just be, like, sitting there watching the trailer. I, I knew nothing about Alien. I'd be like, it's a cool title. <laughs> and so I didn't really first, I didn't watch Prometheus until after I had watched Alien. And I was like, oh. Oh, oh, and things blew, it blew my mind. And this kind of like got me really interested into like Greek mythology as well, because, you know, metaphors. And then that brings us to me and Sheldon's kind of, you know, like summer of friendship when Alien Covenant came out. We were like, so excited. I don't know if Sheldon oh, yeah. remembers this. We were, you were so excited for this. Yeah, yeah. We would be like, we'd, we'd we were like, so ready to watch it. We were like, dude. And I have like the poster and we went to go see it together in theaters. It was late at night and we came out hyped as fuck. <laughs> we were like, that was awesome. We're going to get on so like good. four more of these movies, man. <laughs> And ever since, nothing. <laughs> like, I remember, like, me and you would be like, oh, shit, Michael Fassbender's got a twin. <laughs> he's a, he's going to ruin it all. They're going to come to Earth. We were, like, really excited and super pumped for this franchise. And we haven't heard anything since. Um, the future of the franchise is very much up in the air, although I do believe Noah Hawley, who was the guy that behind FX's uh, X-Men adaptation, Legion, has been developing a series for Hulu and fx i think um in which it would be like further in the future and the the xenomorphs would finally come to earth so the Whalen, you know corporation is in very big trouble <laughs> um but that's the last i heard about it was that it was still coming out sometime next year um but you know hulu hasn't put anything out on it and i believe there was like a poster that came out a few at the beginning of this year but i haven't heard anything since so who knows by the time this podcast come out we may get a trailer if not We'll, we'll cover it at some point. Um, but that's kind of my take on the whole entire franchise. I love the franchise mainly because of something that I rarely say. I really do love the lore of this. Not like how things work, but more of just like the history of it all. I love, love the fact that like this, this like this sci-fi series takes into account of not only just like utilizing, but almost like uh, adapting like mythology and theology and folding it in all together and then making it this big allegory and i love that was my favorite thing about prometheus which is i think is my favorite beside the first moon is that it just took everything it was like all right all those creation myths we're gonna just smash them all together and this is the the representation of that and i know a lot of people don't like that um <laughs> xander uh but 
I think it's really hey, creative and yo, cool. <laughs> I just found out that Marvel has been making alien comics. Oh yeah. For a while. I didn't know that. <laughs> There's comics. I remember there was a video game that was huge a while ago or that almost came out or I think it did come oh, out. It, it, alien Isolation. It did. Alien Isolation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that was that, huge. that game is fucking terrifying. It's really good. Yeah. Um, you know there's arc- arcade games as well. Um, but those are mostly based on aliens cuz running guns. But um Yeah, it's running guns or like class shooters. Yeah. So Alien is a really cool franchise. I'll get into more of the 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 deep thought stuff as we get into the movie here. Um but does anyone want to add anything else before we take our first break here? I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with our discussion on Alien 79. Oh boy. There you, thank you. <laughs> what a movie to talk about because this is such an influential movie in my opinion, but a very unique movie. As we start every discussion, overall thoughts. Xander, just to kind of stop you from pressing buttons. <laughs> you get to go first. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, but seriously. Well, I <laughs> Well, there goes Xander. Okay. <laughs> Given that this is your first time watching the movie, what's your overall thoughts? I actually really liked it, and I liked it a lot more than I was expecting to. Yeah, I don't know, because I <laughs> normally don't like most horror movies, and I guess I should have expected to like it, because it's just, it's just right up my alley. I like space sci-fi stuff. I like aliens. So it's going to be a horror movie i'd like it to be that or like lovecraftian which is still kind of like sci-fi spacey in a way mm. 
Um, I like the uh, digging up ancient civilizations and discovering that kind of thing and thought uh, my lady Gordia Weaver was a great lead um, and uh, forget Jennifer Lawrence for saying that she was the first female action star what the heck that was lame man I don't remember <laughs> that but yeah yeah I remember that no yeah I, I thought it was really good I really liked it it was, it was pretty Lawrence. tense because I Sorry. I didn't know. Yeah, right. For for yeah, she game. really said she she's really acting as if Angelina Jolie never existed. <laughs> it's, right? Or like Angelina Jolie is in like star. every other action movie. What do you think? Female action star. I think of the chick from uh, Resident Evil. What's her name? Ooh, the character oh, name or the I actress? Know you're talking about. The actress. That that's who I think of. Something something Bolivia. I don't I don't remember. We covered. I have no idea. <laughs> we did. Long Resident Evil. We did the first one. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Dora the Explorer. I was Eva thinking Eva more Eva. of Linda Hamilton of Terminator <laughs> fame. Yeah. Which we'll get. No, she to. got Ooh. flamed for saying that. It was really funny. She. Yeah. Actress, rightfully so. Yeah. She didn't even do half the stunts Ro- Rebecca Romaine did in the original X Men series when she was mistaken. <laughs> No, she was talking about Hunger Games. Yeah, it's not an action movie. (laughs) That is not an action movie. It kind of is. It is not. It has action in it. It has action in the third act of the movie. It is not an. It's a drama. It has action. You can kill people in Twilight. (laughs) Doesn't make an action movie. (laughs) They kill people. (laughs) They they, a lot of people. I was just going to agree with you, Walter. Yeah, it's it's a drama (laughs) with a lot of people dying at the end. (laughs) I mean. It's it's, it's literally a tween drama. It's a preteen book, a hundred percent, bro. Yeah, they kill people. Like Twilight action is. Oh, did you see the new fucking um, Hunger Games? I didn't like the originals, so no. No. <laughs> there, there was a trailer for it I saw recently. Yes. They're, they're coming out with another Hunger Games thing. It's supposed to be a prequel. It's like supposed to be way in the past. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only reason I would watch it is because. Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria is in it, and Viola Davis is. The yeah, villain. I noticed that. And uh, other than I was that, like, wow. it's supposed to be like Very a good. young Snow, which I didn't even like that guy in the originals. I'm like, why would I watch him as a younger person? But I mean, hey, I'll probably check it out at some point. Sounds, I liked sounds like, it. Cool, cool. All right, moving over to you, John. Overall thoughts on the first Alien movie? Dude, I think it's the best of any of the Alien movies. I mean, I love the newer ones. Don't get me wrong; they've got a good place in my heart i uh had a good time watching them with the people i watched them with but um nah the original alien is significantly more terrifying the use of practical effects is top yeah, tier i it mean it, it stands up today you know what i mean it looks more realistic than like half of the marvel things i've seen recently i'm far more terrified by the xenomorph yes. than i am anything that i saw in the multiverse of madness um I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I uh I really 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 enjoy the writing of all of it. I don't understand why. I mean, I do understand why because they never do, but I don't understand why they would not listen to the woman that obviously knew what she was talking about the entire time that said, "Hey, that's not procedure. How about we don't can do that?" Bro. But no, yeah. you know. <laughs> that scene had me on like up to my like, you know, like hind legs. I was like, Dude! I was so mad. 
I was so mad. Stick our face <laughs> in the egg that just opened to begin with. Why, <laughs> like, why, why is that a good idea? I have, a re- I have, I have an explanation why he does that. You're not going to like right. it, but I have an explanation. I hate we'll, it. We'll get. Yeah, I hate you, it already. You're going to hate it. <laughs> you're going to hate most of the things I have to explain about this movie. But okay. Um, you did say something about. Um, I feel like I already have one thing in mind. Yeah, I already knew he was about to go there. I know Walter, and I knew that I he was going to talk you. about that interview. I knew he was going to talk about that interview, bro. You. It's not inaccurate. It's... Um, I'm a... No, it's not. I you know, I'm, I'm not, not going to steal your thunder, Walter. I'll let you say it later. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh... We're going to get raunchy. <laughs> we're going to get slimy. Uh, Sheldon, you want to round us out here <laughs> over off <laughs> It's a It's a great movie. You want to top us off? Atmosphere. Top I'm so off, excited. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, oh man, I love. I just love the seventies. I love seventies filmmaking because mm-hmm. everything about humans is there. <laughs> and I said, I say this a lot about Halloween. I say it. Or I have said it a lot when we did. We've recently recorded an episode on Rosemary's Baby um, and Ooh. The Exorcist, and I just love how just so like subtextually intimate these movies can get and alien is not uh far from that even though we're kind of inching into the 80s here as we are in 1979 meaning this movie was probably filmed in 1978 or 1977 which is prime john carpenter era but i will say alien love rewatching this movie especially so close to halloween it was such a vibe everything sheldon said pretty much the same thing i'm gonna say the atmosphere of this movie it's the chef's kiss. It, I loved everything. It just reminded me how much it, it's, I don't want to say it's rare, but it's, it's such a great feeling when you are reminded why you love something and why you want to pursue it yourself and alien watching it for this episode, meaning I watched it like, like five hours ago and I just was so much like reminded of why I really dig filmmaking and why I want to pursue it myself. Why me personally, I think the best thing, the best aspect of filmmaking that I can be great at is cinematography because I do like photography. And this movie is photographed so well, but you would never really know it because people are so trained to think about cinematography as being so such a, something like grand. When people say cinema, they're thinking grandiose things. You know, we're thinking about the lens flares and J.J. Abrams films. We're thinking about all of like the close up shots and like a. Martin Scorsese movie or just the weird camera tricks uh, Spike Lee pulls off or even just like the the way the use of color that M. Night Shyamalan uses and David Fincher's use of minimalistic camera movements but this movie brings it back down to something that very that's just very inspiring in a sense of like Spielberg is mostly known for this but really Scott does definitely pulls off his own style within this and it's just like Letting the setting speak for itself, and we're talking about lighting, we're talking about set design, everything here, like, even though this movie is very dark, <laughs> you can see just about everything that artists actually put into this, and, and, and I just, I think that's really great, that's what really stuck out to me this time watching it, and so, overall, love Alien, love this movie, I can't wait to, like, really dive in here, because we're gonna get, we're gonna get real deep into this movie, man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, real deal. We're, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting it done. 
Uh, you're gonna get lost. I hate. <laughs> speaking of get her done, the year is twenty one twenty two, and we got ourselves a space truck. <laughs> that segue was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we're, we're, we got ourselves some space truckers. The Nostromo is a giant space truck, and I love that. Uh, they're on the course to Earth. It's a crew of seven, as the title tells us. And this opening, I love how the title gets revealed because it's just like the letters and it spells alien as we kind of pan out. And, you know, this, I, I don't know. If, I know, Xander, I got to know if you noticed this, but like the way this movie opens up and the reveal of the ship, did, did it remind you of Star Wars? <laughs> um, it reminded me, th- this is why I was blanking on it for a second. It reminded me of a really specific Star Wars ship from rebels and and then i started going off into a bit of a tangent about how stupid that ship looked <laughs> oh wow damn yeah. not what i was expecting all right well we'll get there but the, i mean like this just... looks dumb in rebels it looks stupid but um oh. this opening here we kind of it's the same shot from the opening of star wars where we we're seeing space and then a ship flies overhead at the top of the screen <laughs> and we kind of get introduced into the world that way um I love the opening of this movie because it is very reminiscent of Star Wars and how that opens just without all the, the pew pews. Here we get a lot of beep boops. Um, Mother is this AI that's operating this ship. And we she just, you know, we get to see her little day to day. And then she just decides to wake everybody up. <laughs> She's like, everybody get up. We got we got work to do. And we get introduced to our entire cast, which I love when a movie does this. I hate that movies don't necessarily do this anymore. When we just get our entire cast up front instead of just taking it scene by scene. Um, but Ripley, played by the Sigourney Weaver. We got Captain Dallas. We got Ash, Kane, Lambert, Brett, and Parker. Um, people whose characters' names I had to look online to get because I lost it during the movie. Because the only person I know was Ripley by name. Um, everybody else kind of got lost, so I had to like write it down. But um, I like the crew here. <laughs> We got ourselves some space truckers, and it's just so innocent. It's so simple, and it's so sweet. They're just carrying a bunch of stuff uh, to Earth. It's a long distance. You know, we're just, it's, you know, this is what I mean by, like, and, you know, we don't have to go so far into the future. It's just, you know, the the, the distant future. Now, to them, this was definitely far in the future. But for us, this is, like, this is just, what, about a century away, maybe? Over a century? I don't even know how time, I don't know how numbers work. Um, but, it's up and coming is what you mean yeah and it's still cool like if if i if i could leave earth like i don't want to become a trucker myself like on earth but if i could leave earth and become a space trucker sign me where's my trucker hat that like that sounds so cool to me like i'm just transferring a bunch of salt to a different planet that sounds great i'll do that <laughs> pay me whatever i'll do it that just sounds that sounds so cool and they're just like and you get to sleep the entire thing the entire mission like that's that's amazing, and I love. It's gonna be Walter making, <laughs> seeing TikToks <laughs> while the ship autopilot. Yes, <laughs> just me and my record collection. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, we got and we get you know we get introduced to mother. We get introduced to the entire ship here. I guess I just want to start off by asking you guys, how do you feel about the crew? They are our main characters, very limited crew. There's only seven. Um, or eight if you if you count the cat, and I guess eight, nine if you count the AI. But how do we feel about the crew here, uh, John? Let's see. 
Um, I mean, the AI to start off with, he gave me bad vibes literally from the get. There was never any question about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I like the two mechanics. They were pretty tight. They were pretty chill. They seemed like uh, they were ready to listen and understood what was, you know, going down. I feel like Lambert got on my nerves. That was the other lady, if I'm not mistaken. And then the captain, he see. Yeah, and then the captain, uh, his name was Kane, I think. Dallas. Dallas, okay. Dallas, my bad. Yeah, Kane was the other, uh, yeah, my bad. Because Brett and Parker were the mechanics. Which one was Kane? Kane was, honestly, I don't remember what Kane did. <laughs> He's, he, I mean, other than the fact that he gets the, the, the face hugger. Um, his okay, occupation okay. I was I was lost on. Okay, okay. Um, but then Dallas, then, might be, might be. I liked Dallas to begin with, but then when he just wasn't listening to Ripley at all, I was like, bro, this guy is dumb. Yeah. Just dumb. But that, that's pretty much it. I, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why Kane looked into the thing, but mm. we'll let you do your little thing. Mm. All right. Uh, Sheldon, how'd you feel about the crew here looking back on it? Um, I thought the crew was cool. It seemed like a bunch of people who knew knew each other pretty well, but we're just trying to get done with a job. Uh, they just didn't listen. They didn't listen. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. And they got a big old fucking, I told you so. <laughs> Facts, yes. <laughs> All right, and Xander, how'd you feel about our main crew here? Well, the token black guy didn't die first. That was that was cool. Wasn't expecting that. That was nice. Uh, the second chick was super annoying. I agree. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of a little one-dimensional. Not not that the acting was bad, but it was just kind of like, I, I guess you're right, it is a slasher movie, so everyone kind of just felt like throwaway for the most part. <laughs> and that's why I love it. Everyone has one thing, and that's their character. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like, we fix things. Great. <laughs> We're <laughs> <laughs> just uh, Lambert was annoying. Yeah, I love the crew. I think everyone here, as far as actors, have such great chemistry with each other. They argue like mm-hmm. real people. They talk like real people, and yet they all have this uh, like admiration for each other and this respect that a group of adults would have. Um, especially if you're space truckers. Um, and I do love that. You know, for the most part, they didn't waste any time. They all did their their roles. Um, but it was, you know, why are we awake? And that's where the mystery kind of kicks in. And we got, uh, I think it is Dallas that goes to talk to the AI who was just beep booping around. And she's like, yeah, picked up this thing. So I thought I might want to wake you guys up. And so it's, it's so weird watching this movie in retrospect, knowing what the twist of this movie is. And then knowing what the bigger twist of both Prometheus and Covenant was. <laughs> And it's like, ah, this is so messed up. <laughs> it's, just it's just so many different people caught up in a big ass thing. Yeah, it's like you watch this movie and these are your players, but then you look out and they're like, these are just the pawns. Like, these are pawns. <laughs> yeah. Every, it's just, and I won't dive into it because I want to stay focused on this movie, but it is just such a weird feeling being like, they didn't deserve this. They got, they they were set up. And they did not deserve this. Man. Fucking Waylon. <laughs> yeah, I like everybody here. Um, the cat gets on my nerves, though. The cat 
just um man what you got against the cat bro he's just protecting his own life (laughs) if anybody listened to the cat they would be alive really for real yeah the cat to me functioned as like a harbinger like it was just like it was there whenever it showed up it's like danger's coming and then i had a secret sneaking suspicion that like is the cat working with the xenomorph like do they have a communication going on nah bro Nah, bro. No. The cat was absolutely warning him. Why else did Ripley grab the cat and be like, "Ah, yes, thank you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the cat can't. I mean, think sense. about it. The only person that survived was with the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like the way the cat's photographed. The cat is a very pretty cat. Jones was really pretty, like the orange yeah. skin. The oh, skin. now he's trying to make up for his cat. Hey, talking about well, it's pretty. Hm. I gotta appeal. To, I gotta appeal to all audiences. You know. <laughs> canceled <laughs> playing all sides so i come out on top yeah <laughs> um last thing i'll say before i dive back into the story here uh i love the uniforms i love how everybody's dressed this is something i definitely pay attention to i really like those spacesuits yes like, with the, with they're the pretty cool coming out of the top that uh, that was just i don't know why it just like, it was just a really cool design yeah mm-hmm. like everyone's pretty much wearing like white and green which is which is a, a combination you don't see, but white and green is kind of the main template for the the characters in this film, and yeah, like the spacesuits, which were really cool. Which I did. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. And again, I'm sorry, but I did think a lot about 2015's Fantastic Four, and an episode we did. Uh, and people who know me know. know that I definitely advocate for the first like out what 45 minutes of that movie because it is essentially yeah. like. A, a bit of alien like the, the spacesuits are directly from alien in, in, in that movie and so I when I watched it here I was like oh it looks like Fantastic Four <laughs> and it was really cool I just like see influences people but it, it it was really cool I really loved the way the costuming worked in this movie just the the spacesuits and the, their everyday clothes their their trucker like jackets the fact that Ripley puts on a spacesuit um over a like basically a bikini it's it's great it's great we we got we love it we love it we're here although lambert lambert was pretty frumpy did not like lambert and uh parker was not wearing a shirt about halfway through the the climax he just his shirt was just ripped off <laughs> it's like of course the, the black guy has to be just skinned by the time he dies uh, oh, i mean it's wow. hot in there stress sweating man there's yeah i don't don't know about you but i'm a stress sweater for me i would be taking my shirt off i would definitely be sweating yeah Yeah. not to mention all the uh not to mention all the like technical difficulties and i'm sorry what was your question when was he shirtless what are you talking about he was more towards what he's a white dude wasn't he no he was he had like a green shirt but it was like ripped like every encounter he got into it was like ripping off of him oh uh, so i remember died, before, before he, he died he only had like yeah. half the shirt on <laughs> what are you t- what parker the black guy now i'm really confused because i thought you were talking about him stripping down to like his wife beater as uh sheldon was saying so now i'm lost wait i don't remember that either I'm okay confused. okay what? when when we get the big reveal about all of uh ash by that point, he's wearing like half of his shirt because it's ripped. Really? And then by the time he dies, it's like hanging off of him. What? I don't know if, it, but then again, he could have changed. So maybe I'm wrong. But I just know like he was. No, you're 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 not wrong. Here you go. Check the chat, boys. Oh, that's he started looking like a fucking uh, yeah. Rambo. 
Yeah, he had, but by the time he dies, that shirt is like halfway on him because he's. You don't see it because he's like from like he's he's dead. <laughs> but like when he encounters the, yeah. the xenomorph, he's like. Mm, it looks like it started here because I think that he was probably tugging on his collar, probably as a nervous reaction type thing. You see, because yeah. this is him. Like this is the scene where they were about to like go out and start hunting the alien because he just got the flamethrower in his hand right there. I love how he never put it down. Mm. He never put Bro, that would you? <laughs> not, no. not a chance in hell, he bro. Man, this is why I can't be. Speaking of Alien and uh, not putting a flamethrower down, Walter, when you, when you do get a PC built, Alien Isolation, video game 2013, oh, man. 10 out of so 10, bad. bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, now you're Ridley's daughter and uh, going around the ship trying to find the black box from the Nostromo. But as you know, Morph has gotten onto this ship. Oops. It's pretty great, dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It. One of the few things that legitimately scares me. I was gonna say, uh, you said you're a stress sweater. I, I'm a stress like sleeper. So like, in the moment things go down, I'm going back in my pod. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think we talked about this like a long time ago, Sheldon. But like, you know, if, uh, was it you or was it like Nolan? I don't know. I think it was like during our missed episode. Um, we were talking about I think you're on that but it's like you know the moment like yeah, monsters yeah, yeah. start popping out me and Emory are just gonna be in the back of the car sleeping like we're just we're done we can't handle this yeah. we're too stressed out we're going to bed <laughs> we're gonna wake up when it's over <laughs> so you yeah. guys are the ones where it's like come on we have to go now we're not going anywhere <laughs> we just took melatonin Bye. <laughs> like, all right well <laughs> yeah like the moment dude came back on the ship I would have been back in my pod <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this can't go. This can't they go. They shouldn't well. have brought dude onto the ship with something latched to his face. Like, well, we're leaving you here, bud. <laughs> he was unconscious with something latched to its face. If that ever happens to me, shoot me in the head. Oh man. Although I do want like one of those like throw pillows where they have like the face hugger. We'll get to the face hugger. Okay. So anyway, back to the plot of this movie. They end up getting, you know, they end up investigating the distress call. And I love the fact that they're like, it's a little mini debate, but they're like you know, we can't, we, this is not a part of our job description. We don't need to do this. And then they're like, yeah, but we kind of do. And so they end up doing it anyway. And oh my God. we see this, like, the the infamous horseshoe spaceship. Um, and they go explore it. And it's a really cool sequence. Again, it's, it's so satisfying watching the sequence and then knowing what I know about Prometheus. And it's like, oh, no seeing everything that happened and then that they're discovering it. And it's just, it's a nice little like full circle moment. So maybe I just have mm-hmm. more appreciation for those later movies, but, and I feel like I'm pissing off a lot of Gen Xers that listen to this podcast, but I'm sorry. It worked. They did. They did their homework. It worked. I like the horseshoe uh, spaceship. Um, speaking of spaceship, Xander, you said, you said you had a problem with this one or were you just talking about star Wars? Okay. It, it's really just about Star Wars. The the <laughs> the bottom of the ship that they were flying around in. The yeah, the giant frying pan. Yeah, look look in the chat. It looks like the first thing that I sent. Stupid. That ship is dumb looking. That that's just what it reminded me of, and I started talking about that. Um, and then the second thing we noticed is the shuttle looks exactly like the ghost from Rebels, also. So me me thinks that Dave Filoni really likes Alien. All right, Dave, if you're listening to this podcast, let us know. Email us at <laughs> murderboardpodcast at gmail.com. Um, 
I, I see it. I see it. I like it. I think all spaceships just kind of end up looking the same, unless you're Star Trek, where they no, just really take. The X-wing is cool. Is it? I mean, I don't. I don't think any of the ships you've sent are really ugly. Honestly, yeah. I don't, what's your beef with them? No, them, I, just don't, I just don't like the first one. I think the first one's stupid because it's like a weird. They they just kept messing with the Star Destroyer, and I don't like it because the Star Destroyer like a, is a Star awesome. Destroyer with a titty on its head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks stupid. <laughs> it's a lump. I understand that that one. The the rest of them look pretty cool. I dig the rest of them. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, and I don't even have a problem with the the one in Alien. It just it just reminded me of that. All right. Um, so as they're investigating this gigantic alien spaceship on this really windy planet, uh, <laughs> they end up finding like I put in my notes because I forgot what the actual like name is for it. But like I just put giant captain's chair and there's a body still in it. And so they're investigating. And so, uh, OK, I love this. And again, I'm bringing in I'm trying not to like bring in what I know from like the later movies, but like it just fuels the meaning because looking at this movie specifically it just operates it does it did remind me a lot of john carpenter's the thing though this one came first and i was definitely thinking about the knowledge that they threw into prometheus but looking at this movie on its own it doesn't necessarily even tease what this is all about it just says like hey something happened here this is the That's because none of that other stuff was planned. Exactly. But like it's so weird looking at it. I don't know why I can't like detach from it. I mean I can cuz this movie to me detached all of that. It's just, you know, it's 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 a slasher movie. It's like we brought the 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 evil back. It's you know, it's Evil Dead in space essentially. It's Evil Dead meets Halloween in space. And that's fine. I think that's really cool. But also I just think this is all but like I guess I'm just trying to figure out what is the meaning or what was the intended meaning for this, if there is one. Or am I just really just retroactively adding what I know from other movies? I think it's probably that. That's frustrating. I think, yeah. I think it was just like a throwaway thing. Like, like, you know, in Star Wars when Obi-Wan's like, I fought with your dad in the Clone Wars. That's just like a throwaway line that they turned into something which is awesome and beautiful and perfect by the way i love the clone wars <laughs> gotta get that plug in there i still think it's really cool like this giant like chair thing is really cool <laughs> it's just you can just imagine just, like what that did why that person or why that thing was there i can't remember what the the thing was called but the um i know what they represented they represented like you know i don't want to do all that although i do kind of do okay so like <laughs> The I think for this movie specifically, it's all about the cycle. Um, though we only get one Xenomorph or Xeno, as I go on to call it in my notes. Uh, but as far as the the rest of the universe goes, we end up talking about like you know, is this you know some version of God, and are are you know we are what is are the maker, if you will, and then you know these created us, and we created you know androids androids would go on to create xenomorphs and then it's just this big cycle that will just fold in all over again and it's it's i love i love all of that but again i'm i'm dragging that from prometheus and covenant and so for this movie specifically i think it is just about laying out the basic cycle of how this 
works. With that being said, I do think this movie is much more about sex, and that's what I want to get into. <laughs> oh boy, much like how John Carpenter's Halloween is a big old movie about virginity and uh, choosing to rather survive it or um, or how to encounter virginity for a young woman. This movie is all about the temptation of man. And I think it's really fascinating. So, and I think it's all visual. It's all, well, not all of it is visual. But it is very much visual in the sense that we got Kane here who I, I don't know what he does. I guess he's, he, Ash is the, the chief science officer. I'm guessing Kane was also a science officer, if that makes sense. Because why else would he have been down there? He didn't. He didn't have a gun or anything, but yeah, he, we end up finding this like you know this these these eggs. I guess it's not like a field of eggs like in Aliens, but it's it's a couple of eggs in there, and inside you can see like the little mini face huggers moving around. So it's alive. That right there would have had me just turn around and go back on the ship, and we're leaving <laughs> because if I see something moving and we're here to answer a distress call, I don't think I want to be here anymore. But he decides to just shine light on it and that kind of sort of activates the it's 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 a butthole right it's a butthole it's a butthole it's an inverted butthole am i right am i wrong no one said anything uh, so you're right it totally looks like a butthole oh uh <laughs> yeah no it, it definitely looks like a butthole um i mean as we get into this this isn't where i thought you were going to go with it to be honest but when we get to the uh thing busting out of its chest we'll discuss this a little bit more Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean it, it's it, it can be seen as uh, I call it a butthole because it's got like four little like flower petals. But you know, flowers are also. I'm sorry, your I'm sorry, your butthole has flower petals. I'm saying this one has flower petals, but it looks like <laughs> when it's clenched together, it looks like a, it looks like a butthole. <laughs> I think we could just say the like the brown skin next to the pink skin up top, like at the edges, instead of like describing it. I call it a butthole because it has four flaps. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I mean, hey, it works. Um, but also, it looks like a giant flower petal, and flowers are unanimously uh, associated with the uh, female reproductive organs, if you will. And how that works in nature. And so essentially he looks inside of it because in my opinion, he's attracted to it. It's I'm, I'm obviously he's a, I, I'm guessing he's a scientist, but also just naturally a man comes across something that looks very, you know, pulsating. He's attracted to it. He looks inside of it and then bam, he gets what he deserves by a giant mask living spider thing that wraps around him and melts its way into his helmet I, I that's what kind of stuck out to me this time it like it grabs onto the helmet but melts into his face and to me that means like not only is there like a giant alien attached to this man's face but there's a there's a thin layer of plastic just in this man's like face <laughs> and that's even worse <laughs> Well, how do you guys feel about the eggs and the the xenomorph? Or not the xenomorph. How do you guys feel about the egg and the face hugger attack? Face hugger. Yeah. Face hugger. Yeah. I hated that he felt like he needed to look at it. I hated that you thought looking at a fleshy pulsating egg is is like just a natural thing to want to put your face up to. But is that real though? Like, is that legit? 
I don't think so. I feel like no. It works. It works both ways, from my opinion. I kind of feel like he was just a scientist and like getting to like curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity killed the cat. I would say that. Yeah. I don't know. There's some things that uh, Ridley Scott has said about this movie that could totally make me believe Walter's um, theory here. And well, like I said, we'll discuss it a little bit more when we get to the phallic alien shooting itself out of the man's chest. I hate that. <laughs> no, it, it starts here, though, because they take him back on. Well, we get this whole argument and debate about putting him on the ship. And Ripley's like, no, please don't. <laughs> There's protocol. We need to, like, quarantine him for at least 24 hours. Yeah. And here they're like, he's going to die. And it's like, well, he might as well already be dead, really. <laughs> I'm like, damn, Ridley's cold. <laughs> I mean, she's right, though, dude. You got an alien attached to your face. You'd be eating your face. I'm going to be real. Yeah, the moment he said organism, she was like, yeah, no. (laughs) And I was like, oh, Ridley is just really like, because at this point, she's kind of blended in with the rest of the cast. And so this is her kind of her like big standout scene where she's kind of against everyone. And (laughs) who? uh, Ridley. Ripley, not Ridley. God, that's going to get on my nerves. Ripley. Yeah, who the, what, who? Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Oh. People are going to love this episode. I just already know. <laughs> so yeah, Ripley ends up losing that argument, though, because Ash just opens up the hatch anyway. And that's when I decided I didn't like him. Ooh. Yep. Guess who's Walter's favorite character? <laughs> The most unlikable one. That's an asshole and causes all the problems that happen now, like later on. I love Ash. Right? I love Ash so of much. Of course. <laughs> He's of such course a you petty do. little bitch. I love him. Oh man. He was so he was so friendly to everyone until he wasn't. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> until the alien was on the ship. Yeah, and after <laughs> that point he was like, Well, I got a mission. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Oh, I loved Ash so much. I also I mean, liked the actor's performance. He was just really spot on, and it was just really cool. Um, the character was played well. It's just damn <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> he gave no fucks about anybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they bring him. They bring Kane with this face hugger back on the ship, and they just. I love the scene where they're just like. Uh, what is it sawing the the helmet off of him and again it just looks so freaky that it's melted into his face and by the time they break it off the the thing tightens around his neck and i'm like oh he's definitely dead (laughs) and anytime they touch it it just tightens around his neck and it's like oh he it doesn't want to let him go and so this is (laughs) it's it's a really cool like operating scene um thus i must bring up uh red flag hot topic number two um, this face hugger, the function of a face hugger, they're saying that there's a tube down his throat that is providing oxygen for him. Um, is, but they never really expand on that by asking, like, what else is it doing? I mean, obviously, we know what else it does. But this whole face hugger thing and with Kane, like, this is and uh, for anyone who's triggered, please skip about 10 seconds. Um, I apologize for using oh this God. word because I don't know what other word to use. Um, without you know while still kind of keeping the comedic tone that i have going on here but like fair warning you've been warned so skip ahead a few couple of seconds but this is essentially like mouth rape right like kane's being like mouth raped 
Sure. Yeah, it's gross, man. But <laughs> the, the thought might need to be specified as like, like a breathing tube. That makes me want to cry. Um, Shelton, I believe he's describing it as that because it is that not only is it shoving its phallic thing down the man's throat, it is then impregnating him with a xenomorph that it then that he then unwillingly gives oh birth my to. God. You're going to have a flame coming out of your butthole. <laughs> Literally, no. I mean, that's yeah. what I was talking about earlier. The director of this movie outright said that part of it was to make men feel how uncomfortable the idea of rape is. And I didn't even You're know that. going to have a flame coming out of your butthole. Oh no, oh, I thought that that's where you were going with it, Walter. Yeah, no, that was yeah, yeah. absolutely that stated is, as yeah, one of the purposes yeah, of the film. All right, I didn't even Damn. know that. But yeah, look, look at me. I'm getting it right. <laughs> Points for Walter. But yeah, that's essentially what I was thinking about the whole time they were describing like what they were seeing on the x-ray and everything. I'm like, oh, it's clicking to me now as a 25-year-old man. This person is being, you know, mouth raped. And then knowing that it does, you know, impregnate him with copies, we got what we got here. Um, this movie is extremely interesting in my, in that in my opinion, um, but it sounds like Sheldon, you're very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> uh, well, it's the obvious thing. It's just I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, it's also we get um, some acid blood and some lens flares, um, but acid blood, which will become a uh, which will become a huge like feature for these aliens as they move further in the franchise like i think every movie has like a big scene where it's like oh no the acid blood i think it is like specifically what alien covenant where someone gets like sprayed with it and they, like they melt oh yeah oh oh yeah i have that image in my head oh but, but yeah I, I love the acid blood though it just kind of begs the question of like well if the, if the blood is acid how tough is the skin oh boy how do you kill it without killing yourself right <laughs> Also reminds me of Deadpool too, where he gets like put in a wood chipper and then he throws up and it's he gets the acid all over him, all over the guy that was trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I wrote in my notes like poor Kane like four different times. Um, but yeah, poor Kane, man, he's just unconsciously, you know, gestating an alien, and so. By this point, they like put him in the little X-ray thing, and then they all just kind of like leave him in the room by himself, and they're just debating on what to do next. And Dallas, as a captain, we haven't really touched on all the characters individually, but Dallas, as a captain, uh, I don't know, who, I forgot who said this at first at the top of the podcast, but like he was doing so well, and then he wasn't. <laughs> he just he just wasn't listening to people, and he was a poor excuse for a captain. And after watching some One Piece, I'm like, yeah. This guy does not deserve to be <laughs> captain. <laughs> oh my god. He he's too slow to think. Like he just he's just too slow. Like everybody else is coming up with the plans except him. <laughs> Makes you wonder how they survived so long. Well, I guess they were asleep, <laughs> but still <laughs> Who gave them the title? Like honestly, if it were up to me, him and Lambert would would be the first ones overboard. I keep Brett, and Brett is just like a big stoner. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton. That's cool. It's just, uh, he's just wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and he's just like, like <laughs> I like the scene where he's like, he agrees with everybody and everybody's like, he's like, yeah, all right, man. And they're just like kind of making fun of him. And like, he's like the old man of the group, but he's also like smoking. It, it's a really fun, like little take on the whole stoner motif of a, of a horror movie. Um, also, I love Ripley's hair. Her hair is just absolutely flawless in this movie. <laughs> 
Sigourney Weaver in her hair is just so great. I just I love this style, and I we should bring this style back for some some people because it was just it was so curly, it was so like lush. Considering like you know that uh, <laughs> the the hair transformation that Jamie Lee Curtis went through in the Halloween franchise, it's like wow, someone really cared about you know Sigourney Weaver, and they just slapped a wig on Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing they know uh and i think it is ash that's looking over kane um and he <laughs> ends up calling everybody he's like yeah uh the face hugger let go and it, and it disappeared <laughs> how does and they're they're i don't know the panic was a little bit slow for them because i would have been immediately like climbed up on a table and be like what it's gone <laughs> why <laughs> i think it's like the shock of the situation like after like when you try to smack a spider and then you barely miss or it moves out the way and it runs and it's just gone out of sight. Nightmare. Ever. And you're just standing there like you don't want to move. You're like, what the fuck? Where'd it go? That's <laughs> exactly what it was. Or like when you yeah, you like smack a spider and it's on the wall, but then it falls on the floor and you don't know where it went. Worst night. The ground and fucking skitters away. Worst. Hate them. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot. You're like you have a, a thing about spiders. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that's exactly what it looks like too. It looks like a spider with like underneath it, someone just attached like two like big lungs on it. <laughs> and is it is it just me or did it get bigger after like feeding the on Kane's face? It looked like it was a lot bigger. Maybe because it was stretched out, but it looked like it got bigger when they finally find it. They grow pretty fast. Man, the life cycle of this alien is fucked up. <laughs> it literally just keeps like dying and coming back like that's the whole point of its like its life cycle and that is uh and each time it comes back it gets stronger um so yeah with that being said the we'll get it let's kind of just i mean i feel like we should just go ahead and get into the whole xenomorph of it all but like it's either something it's the xenomorph design is so cool to me in all of its stages but like i can't help but see like a sexual organ or like a dragon ball z character like that's how I feel about it. Like they're cool, they're they're scary, they're really scary. But like some points I just see like Cell or I see like Frieza. That big old head. <laughs> yes. Like uh I'm guessing Akira Toriyama was also a big yeah. fan of Alien. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. I'm pretty sure that there was a uh isn't there a form that literally looks identical to the Xenomorph? Yeah, is it for Frieza when he's doing his initial transformations or whatever yeah it's um i think it's his third or form third or fourth yeah and then his brother cooler looks even more like it oh i forgot cooler even had a, a different form is cool is cooler canon still <laughs> do we know cooler's never been canon good good i was not a big fan he's, of cooler yeah he's like just a side thing for funsies <laughs> i think the only non-canon character that has become canon is broly oh i love i love new broly broly Oh, I love Broly so much. By the He's way, just so beloved. Um, I've been doing a schedule for next year. We are doing a bunch of Dragon Ball next year. Uh, we're doing the, the the official like movies, but don't worry. So we're Dragon Ball Evolution? Evolution? No, we're not touching Dragon Ball Evolution unless you want to. <laughs> Is that the live action one? Oh yeah, yeah, dude, yes. God no. Yeah, man. My name is Goku. Found it. I put it in the chat. Xenomorph Frieza. 
but um but yeah it's just it it, it it does look like sell at some point too i can't remember which version it was oh wait no <laughs> okay before i do that let's get to the fact that uh so kane's awake and well they find the the face hugger and they zap it and it just kind of dies and they're like all right well i guess that's over with and kane is still unconscious but then he wakes up and he's just like i'm really hungry which just what should clue you in that this man is pregnant now <laughs> i feel like that was a pretty obvious choice um, yeah in park but i love the fact that like before he wakes up they're like so what do we do with him and it's like well they should have <laughs> just like left him on the planet because they were still on the planet at that point and then Eject. Parker's like, yeah, <laughs> little like, uh, what is it? The 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 um, kind of like flushing the toilet in airplanes, but it just like lets them out into space. Okay, it's an airlock. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I don't know Flush how things the work. Toilet in space. <laughs> Flush the toilet in space, man. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, Parker's like, you know, we should just freeze him, which. Is that a good idea? Like, you, you could just put him back in cryo sleep. Would it stop the alien, though? Or would it just burst out of it? Like, I feel like it would have worked. Yeah, but then he would come out of the pod and 10 minutes later have it burst out of him. Ooh. Well, it's worth a shot still, in my opinion. It, it's, it's like, you know, and click the pause button. Yeah, and I guess they were going back to Earth, so that would have been a huge problem. Oh, that would have been the end of the world. Ooh. <laughs> but again, you can always just, like, you know, leave him out of it. <laughs> just just flush the toilet in space. <laughs> they shouldn't have brought him on the ship in the first place. Oh, yeah. So we get to the most iconic scene of this movie, which is where they all have dinner. They're all, you know, trying to... You know, have a good time. Kane's kind of sort of back to normal, but then he starts. He takes one bite of the food, and everybody's joking around. But he gets contusions, and he starts like writhing. And next thing you know, oh boy, there is a chest burster coming out of his chest, and everything just kind of clicks here. Um, first of all, on the surface level, terrifying scene still to this day. Like this scene is so intense. Because it just starts off as like a normal, like, we're getting ready for dinner. We have our friend back. I think we've solved the problem. The audience doesn't know what's happening. And then out of nowhere, this man is just like, you know, dying from the inside out. And then on top of that, I think the jump scare of like the the effect of the blood pumping out of his chest still largely works. Like, it, it's still pretty cool. And the reactions are pretty cool. And then he, he, he births a penis. He burps. He his, his he has a chest penis now. I mean, yeah, pretty much just looks like a big penis. <laughs> Although, uh, was it Spaceballs? I think it's Spaceballs, where like they do the, they redo the scene, but they put in like the the Looney Tunes frog, <laughs> and so it's like dancing away. Yeah, that's definitely Spaceballs. When they pull up to the diner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like the scene a lot. But yeah, he does end up baby xenomorph. He looks like a giant. He looks like a little penis with a tail. Really sharp teeth, though. I like the shot of the teeth where he like opens his mouth and it's like, it's basically silver, which reminded me a lot of Teen Wolf. But silver teeth, and I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> but I love the fact that he just like runs away and it <laughs> goes and then like scurries off. It slithers off, and everybody's like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Everyone's reaction was so funny to me. 
but it oh, that's terrifying again it's the spider thing where it's like oh we just saw this thing happen and it, now it's loose in in the ship and it grows so quickly like they were looking for it for like what an hour and it went to like half size and then full size just by hiding in the air ducts like huh how does this work wait what do you mean half size to full size uh the air ducts are like big okay so like when we we see it as like a baby and then they're looking for it and again it was oh i see what you're saying i see what you're saying you're saying that like the time span it takes to grow to like full size is basically nothing yeah because like by the time it gets to dallas it's full size but because there is there isn't this is a suit and there's an actor in the suit and there's some camera tricks that i noticed but like when it first so brett is the first one that like dies like disappears and dies and he's the stoner older harry dean stan r.i.p um, you may know him from some Tarantino films. I think he was in. Um, but actually, is he the guy from Hateful Eight? I want to say he is. Or that Bruce? That's Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern. Never mind. Okay, different old person. Either way, though, he, the stoner guy ends <laughs> up dying, and so they like you know we couldn't find him, but we saw him go up in the air ducts. And so when we see the xenomorph at that point, like he he finds like the the shedded like skin. Or the I forgot what the, yeah. you call it with snakes or whatever, but he finds this, the shed that, like pink, no. the foreskin, if you will, and oh uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's kind of the same. I color. won't. Yeah, I was just thinking like a snake skin, man. You know, yeah, it works both ways. Snake shed skin. Anyway, he finds that, and then he ends up finding. Well, Jones is just warning him and like meowing and causing a ruckus everywhere, and then he ends up the xenomorph finds them and they're kind of like standing at the same amount of height which had me thinking like okay so it's like this is like you know teen xeno and then by the time we get to it later on it's full size like full full big big xeno <laughs> went from baby xeno to like teen xeno to big xeno and either way it starts like ripping people up and and killing people um, although I will say not a bloody film, like this movie doesn't have a lot of, if any, all there's like, there's not any like blood in this movie, which shocked me. Not much. It's not very violent. It's very, a lot of implied horror, which is pretty rare. Well, not rare. It handled the atmosphere really well. Um, so yeah, so we pretty much get to the, like the main part, the second half of the film where they're just hunting down this thing. They got to get it off of the ship or kill it some way. Somehow the acid blood still applies because it melts through the floor. <laughs> And they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> um, let's see here. Cats, the harbinger, full-grown Xeno. Okay, yeah. So at this point, the, the Xenomorph was like, it went from being a small uh, giant penis to being a big black peen. <laughs> How do you like that for a transformation? Um, but yeah, it, it, at this point, full-size Xenomorph, big old like head, it, it's, it's a giant it's giant black. Still like the design though. Design is scary as hell, especially with the second mouth. Like that's the hey, BBC, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Oh my god. BBX. <laughs> Big black Xeno. <laughs> I'm a, this is gonna be a very explicitly marked episode. Clearly. <laughs> so from there they decide though they find out that the um the xenomorph is hiding in the air ducts and in the vents, so they need to change the temperature. To to well they changed it to hot or cold. It's hot, right? They like they up the temperature on the ship. Correct, which is why everybody's sweating and he's like tearing at his collar and it's like pulled melting. down. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. I didn't know it started melting. I thought it was just like spitting everywhere because because of, of the second mouth. No, no, no. The android. 
Oh, the Android started melting. Interesting. How did I not catch on that? Oh, uh, you know what? Okay, never mind. Okay. Anyway, yes, it's uh, it's hiding in the air ducts until they turn up the temperature and then get the flamethrower out, so extra heat. And Dallas is like, no, I'm going to be the hero. Let me go into the, the hatches and, you know, was he trying to find him or was he just trying to close off the air ducts? What, what was the plan here with Dallas? I think they were trying to uh, bait it into the airlock so they could just throw it out. Okay. And then. Into the space toilet. <laughs> yeah, space toilet. Um, also, you know, the, the air ducts of this spaceship looks like a butthole. All right, all right, Walter. Camera. Look, I've backed to you every single time it up does. until now. Oh, okay, a camera shutter. That that's a viable option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I still think it was like a booty hole, but I mean, oh I, 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 I guess I can see it like a little bit, but buddy. <laughs> Like and we really say down bad. Hey, it's not me. It's the movie. I'm just pointing. Flame it out. of fire in your butthole. <laughs> I deleted. Pretty the thing. I was trying to edit it, and I, I deleted it. I was thinking about that old Vine. <laughs> Girl, that's the booty hole. I miss Vine. That's what it sounds like. I wonder if I could find it. Hold on. No, oh too. my god. And type in booty in the in the gifts and literal ass. Shows oh, <laughs> ouch! Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, so Dallas ends up dying by um he hit in the flamethrower. Uh, so Lambert's like one thing she gets to do in this movie is to kind of let track help track the xenomorph by using like the uh what the the disturbance in the airwaves or whatever they said. And yeah, that was weird. I was trying to wrap my head. I'm like, if you moved, that <laughs> set off. Yeah. When, yeah. When they brought forward. up, when he brought up, he had a tracker. I'm like, okay, so this is where the like the uh, I got confused because I was thinking about Predator, but I was like, okay, so this is where like the heat vision comes in, like the the um, what the, what the what's it called? Where you can kind of see the 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 person's heat. But then they said airwaves, and I was like, oh, what is it? A, is it a radio? Or does the thing yeah, have the thermal? Yeah, the thermal, the thermal vision. That's what I was thinking of. But no, she said <laughs> airwaves. So I guess that works. Uh, not really, because she it, they end up losing the signal, and so they're they start panicking because Dallas is like still inside of the the air vent, and right when he like ducks down to get out of it, it's right there, and it's a pretty good jump scare. It like holds out its hands, and then it just cuts away. And I like the line that uh, Parker gives where it's like, you know, we found nothing. Nothing was there. No, no alien, no Dallas. It was nothing. No blood or anything. And I'm like, okay. So there's no blood. Is the xenomorph eating these people or is it like absorbing them? Like, how, what is it doing? Like, is it feeding on them or is it just killing them? That's that's my main question I want I want to preface here. What do you guys think? We never I'm pretty them. sure it just kills them. I mean, uh, you don't do see the bodies. Things, yeah. I was about to say I don't think you see the bodies in this one, but I'm pretty sure you do see the bodies in other ones. You see the the, yeah. the bodies of the last two people at the end. Yeah, and again, it's very yeah. bloodless. Like it's not they're not very bloody. Yeah, it, it could just be bloody. like 
Palpatine decided to do it, though. True. It could also have been just been the budget of the film. Yeah, because yeah, the Xenomorph usually it. is pretty rip and tear. Yeah, I just thought, I, I was very, like, caught off guard. I was like, is it is it eating them? Like, what did he do with the body? <laughs> it would be hilarious if he was the one, like, throwing people out of the, the air ducts. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He's just dragging them out. Just, and just trying flush, to steal the ship. Flushing the space toilet, yeah. And just, just, just bodies being, like, half-frozen outside of the ship. That would have been freaky. Um, so, yeah. So, we're down to our last three. Four if you count the cat. Five if you count. Well, never mind. I, I guess I'm wrong. Um. Oh, so we are down to like four. We are down to four because it's Ash, Ripley, uh, Parker, and Lambert. And uh, Ripley is like, well, I'm captain now. I need to get to, to the bottom of things. Ash, you're being sketchy, so I'm going to go talk to Mother myself. She goes to talk to Mother, and Mother is just like, yeah, I got nothing for you. I, I can't tell you unless, you know, Ash unlocks this thing. Uh, mother's a real bitch. <laughs> she, like, the space AI, she gave no answers to anything. And I understand why, again, bringing the older, the, uh, not older, the, the other movies that kind of explain why the AI works the way it works in tandem with the android. But, like, that, you could have gave her some answers. You could have let her, you know, slid the password. But, nope. Mother, At least tried. Yeah, like, Mother's <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Access denied. <laughs> and then Ash is like, hey, you, you're doing a little bit too much. <laughs> and they we get this really cool fight <laughs> scene between them. And then Ash just, like, betrays and then starts, like, beating on Ripley. And then he tries to, like, kill her with a magazine. <laughs> just, I don't know. I feel he, like just, he, just, he beats her ass with everything <laughs> he, he rolls up a magazine and just starts wailing on her and then tries to choke her with it i'm like that's different for a robot but i liked it he uh but yeah i see what you mean when he started melting because the white blood started pouring out of his head first before he gets like knocked off mm-hmm. which makes me kind of think like what is he made out of which again older the newer movies tell us what they're made out of but this model is a uh, very clay like um, he tries to kill her. Parker and Lambert come to the rescue and then do nothing. Um, but Parker does punch. He literally punches his head off, which is, I thought was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then we find out Ash's blood is white and that he's a robot. Um, and that he's essentially a plant by the company. And so, okay. Just to kind of clear things up here so I'm not confused. So, basically, the entire this entire mission... For them to just process some minerals to another planet, to back to Earth, was a cover-up for them to find the Xenomorph planet and bring a specimen back. And so Ash was put on the spaceship to ensure that was going to happen with the help of Mother. Is that right? Yes. Okay, cool. Mm. And so they, do they ever say Waylon in this movie or do they just I, I heard them and they just kept saying the company but do they ever say like the title of it uh i don't think they say the title of it but i think that there is a w on one of the things but i don't remember for sure and actually i do think that it is i think it does show it when he sits down to talk to mother because that's also when it shows that it's the blade runner universe all right okay cool connection what that's, that's the, the what Oh, okay. uh, Blade Runner and Alien are in the same universe. I guess you weren't here for that. Oh. Oh. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, Ridley Scott directed both, and uh, when um, Captain sits down to talk to Mother, that's when you realize that it is the same universe. And then there's uh, in the original Blade Runner a moment where they're going through the files, and I'm pretty sure it flashes the Captain's file as one of the files um, and something else. So it's like they're both reference each other. It is in the same universe, like a hundred percent. Same universe, different years, because I believe Blade Runner takes place in what twenty nineteen. We don't have any robots in twenty nineteen. Disappointing. Fake news. Uh, you need to go look at Sophia number one and uh, take a look at Boston Dynamics or Boston Robotics, whatever it is. Yeah, Their robots are the, insane. It's not the Blade Runner robots. Well, I mean, no, that's why I told you to look at Sophia. That's why you combined the two things, which, thank God, they haven't done. Um, <laughs> uh, then what were we talking about before? Oh, yes, but uh, they start talking about the planetary migrations that people have begun to do in Blade Runner, and that's part of like what is going on with aliens, and uh, the, that's the plans they're talking about. See what I'm saying? Yes. I'm going to YouTube okay. all of this <laughs> when we get done. Absolutely. But um, I love send that. me a video if you've seen any good ones. Yeah, I'll send it. Yeah, I'll send it to the chat and everything because I I love Blade Runner and we'll we'll definitely finally do Blade Runner next season. Um, because I put it off for way too long. We're gonna do both of them, but uh, that just makes it even better. I just I love because I love like replicant robots. Like my favorite kind of robot is the like replicants that they have here. I you know ash is my favorite character for uh, just because he is kind of like a petty jerk but also i just think he's a really cool character like you would never really suspect something and this is why i love like the lore of it all because like you know he's a man-made object that betrays mankind and it's not in the cheesy you know i robot um ultron type of way it's a more of like they have autonomy they make a choice yeah there's programming but they show they still have a choice here, and it's kind of why I also like the androids in Dragon Ball. But like, it's a choice for them still. Like they feel like they're making a choice, which makes them feel like they are close enough to human while also having these advancements. It's not just like a you know, it's not just a an off and on switch or like a you know evolution style thing. And I like Ultron a lot, but like this here. It meant something. And again, I am bringing things from the other movies, but Ash, the way the actor plays it and the way the character is described and, you know, here, even when they, you know, they punch his head off and they, how they just have to like plug him back in to get him to talk. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it was a part of my programming. Me and mother have been kind of working together on this. We were sent by the company. Um, you know, we know what this thing is, but we're not going to tell you. And, you know, we believe that your odds of surviving, well, we won't tell you that, but um, good luck. And then he just dies again. <laughs> and I, I love that. Like, that to me is, that is such an interesting way of depicting a robotic person, a robotic human. Because, like, they're, they're perfectly, not above, but they're kind of like, the, the concept of, the human concept of death and life to them, it means diff, it means something different than um to their human counterparts they're there to kind of like it's more of a service but they choose it's, it's, i'm getting into weird stuff here but like i like i like this concept a lot and this scene of them talking to this white covered 
uh, robot, which I got to bring it up, but the, everyone's covered in white stuff. Oh my God. I, I feel like it's a purpose. We know where choice. that concludes. Hmm. Where that observation concludes. Everyone's covered in some white stuff to figure out how the giant black, you know, penis works. I'm not cutting mystery this of the ages. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so we end up getting to this really cool, like, all right, kind of suit up for battle, and then Parker and Lambert immediately die. Which is <laughs> still a pretty scary scene, though, because, like, we see, like, Parker is just, like, slumped over, half shirtless, dead. But, like, we don't really see Lambert. She's just hanging from something. But I like the initial attack because it, it appears in front of Lambert, and Lambert is just, like, so scared she can't move. And, like, Parker's just, like, yelling at her, move out of the way. But, like, I like the fact that it cuts to Ripley just listening over, like, the walkie-talkie trying to get to them. And she can't. And by the time she gets there, they're dead. And there's even a quick shot of, like, he attacks Parker, but at the same time, his tail is killing Lambert. Like, that whole scene was, it's terrifying to think about. Because, like, this thing doesn't even have to see you to kill you. It could just, like... Use its tail. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Go ahead. Prost. Didn't they need the gas or whatever was in those canisters for the air in the shuttle? I was wondering why they were like making all that noise, but I, I think so. Like they were going to get those. Yeah, because they were all going to the... Now they're, they're down the four people in a cat. They can fit into the shuttle. But then Ripley did not take those with her. Were they already on the shuttle? Uh-uh. They couldn't have been because they got killed. Wait. Ridley grabbed the canisters, loaded the canisters, it puts them into the shuttle, and then she ran back up to the shuttle and left. Uh, like, she went down there to go finish the job that they were doing. That's why she picked up the yellow things. Yeah, bro. She literally has the argument with Mother, calls it a bitch, runs down yeah, into the bottom. I that was her trying yeah, to self-destruct yeah. everything. No, that was beforehand. Mother's she the one was setting down the self-destruction and then, yeah, Mother activated the self-destruction and then she went down there to go get the air canisters sucked in there so that she would be able to get there and survive in time before the self-destruct went off. Mother is well, I, She was I, I, hoping to she was hoping to get more time and that's why she called Mother a bitch. I thought that she was going she set the self-destruct she was running down to the ship got stopped in the hallway and was like, well, crap, I've got to wait, so I'm going to go turn it off for a second and then try again in a little bit. Uh, I think you can look at it both ways, but it, to me, it, it seemed like Mother was, like, acting out. But I guess Ripley does press the button. But I guess, okay. No, R Ridley did want to, uh, alright. Clarification. Ridley wanted the ship to Ripley. blow up. Ripley. Ridley started Rit That's did I not say that? You said Ridley. <laughs> okay. Ripley wanted the ship. It was Ripley wanted the ship to blow up, but um she started the self-destruct sequence. She went to go pause the self-destruct sequence when she figured out that the other people had died and the air canisters were not ready. She was incapable of stopping the self-destruct sequence. They were dead at that point. No, she was trying um, to get to them over the talk, the walkie-talkie thing, and then by the time she got yes. there, yeah. they were dead. 
she didn't know that they were dead like for sure until she got down there but she uh she went and she went to go pause the um self-destruct sequence because she had sent them to go do that while she was doing the self-destruct sequence she said you guys go get the thing ready i'm going to get the self-destruct sequence started she went and got it started realized that she was going to go have to do the other thing tried to pause the self-destruct sequence that did not work she gets angry with mother finishes off the job that they were doing and then runs to escape which leaves in her mind the alien to blow up on the ship and she's finally escaped and is safe man <laughs> let me tell you i thought the movie was over <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> that's the end of it and then when it kept going i was like what <laughs> Like, I'm waiting for like the credits to show up after she blows because it's a big explosion. Like it's so big, it happens twice, and she's like just sitting there, all Tony Stark like beaten up. And I'm like, all right, well, that's the end of the movie. And I'm like getting ready to like log out of Hulu, and then it kept going, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and then the Xenomorph popped up, and I was like, oh shit! I forgot this entire ending in this movie. It's been so long since I've seen it, so I forgot that she had this, like, an actual, like, encounter with it on her own in the shuttle. But, like, I thought she blew it up. Didn't... I remember her wearing, like, a bikini-style thing, but that's why I was like, okay, it's the end. And then she put the cat to sleep, and then just sitting there, blended in with the the pipes in the wall is just sleeping there like this is red riding hood like what 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 are you doing what you doing over there big Zeno? yeah i've got no idea what its plan was <laughs> up to that point it had seemed pretty calculated and then all of a sudden it seemed kind of like just <laughs> tuckered a out. monster he's got he got tuckered out <laughs> i mean ash calls well it, you think he got tuckered out yeah i mean ash calls it the the perfect organism which and again if you want to go into other movies this something is just it's a soldier. It's de- it's designed to be a a perfect soldier essentially, and so if we encounter, I mean, the, it has to rest at some point, and so to me, it just seemed like it got tuckered out after a day full of killing, and you know, running around and growing, it would need to sleep. I could be wrong though. It's been a while since I've seen these movies. I don't think they have to sleep, bro. They don't. I mean, it was it was sleeping there. Just because it was sleeping doesn't mean it has to sleep. Okay, true, true, true. Autonomy. Autonomy, I mean, it could have just been resting because it goes into hibernation mode whenever there's nothing to kill, and then there's something to kill, so it kills it. Ooh, I got, Especially I got, given the context that we know from other things. True. And that's why I was saying, like, up to that point, it seemed pretty, uh, like, calculated. Well, that's because it knew there was prey, and it was being calculated. All of a sudden, it's in a place where it's actually not aware that there is prey. And so it's just kind of a lost animal. And then it gets startled from where it was completely unaware that there was prey. True. Which the, <laughs> I just love the fact that like, she saw, sees it, reach out its hand, and then like immediately runs into the closet. <laughs> it's like, it's a space closet, and she's like half naked, and this thing is like there in front of her, and just the absolute like panic in her eyes but also just the thought of like you gotta be kidding me in her eyes i was just like yeah i feel you <laughs> and so she puts on a, a, a space suit and faces the, her fear um again walter i'm telling you you want firsthand experience you will feel like you are ripley if you go play alien isolation 
A hundred percent, dude. It's really terrifying. Good. Rev up that PC and I'm there. <laughs> it's right here. Feel free to stop by whenever. Okay, yes. <laughs> All right. And so we get this final. Well, it's not really a battle. She just kind of outsmarts it. <laughs> it's like roaming around. Or so, again, she turns up the heat, right? Like she's using steam to kind of like disorient it as she's in this little uh, space. I thought she was just depressurizing the whole thing. Was that it? Look, that's what that looked like to me. It looked like she put on a spacesuit and then strapped herself in, and then to wake it up, she burned it because it was like screaming. And then when she felt like it was gonna lunge after her, she oh yeah, you know what? She could. I don't. I guess she wouldn't have been depressurizing it because then that that wouldn't have sucked them out. Yeah. Oh well. I know we've been calling it him. It could have been a they them. We don't. I don't think the xenomorphs have a gender. I don't know. I don't know. Look pretty phallic to me. And so, yeah, that's essentially, I do love the image of it being sucked out because it like, it it does the whole cartoon thing of like creating an X in the doorway (laughs) as it's being like sucked out. And then the chop, the cherry on top of it for me, it's just like, it gets sucked out and then it hits like the side of the spaceship. It's just trying to climb back. (laughs) And so I just wanted like an extra part of where it just goes past the windshield. (laughs) I was just waiting for that. Oh, wow. Just, just little, watch it go by. Yeah, just the. <laughs> 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 and again, it reminded me of what is it? Uh, it's uh, it's got to be one of the um, Austin Powers movies where like Mini Me gets sucked out of the airlock, and then he like he's like gets stuck on the windshield. <laughs> he's like, ee, ee. <laughs> oh god, I've been up too long. I've been I've been awake for too long. I did like that part. That part was cool. And so she finally puts in her final captain's log saying that she's the last survivor of the Nostromo. And then she goes off to sleep to be in many more sequels. Um, And that's essentially Alien from 1979. Um, Reading some other things I have on my uh, list here. I put um, Ripley activates the self-destruct system. And she has 10 minutes um, while avoiding the big uh, Xeno armed with a cat carrier and a space flamethrower AK-47. Uh, Don't know what any <laughs> of that meant, but that just means I was really into the movie. <laughs> None of that makes any sense. All right. Did she take the flamethrower with her? Maybe. Maybe not. All right. Um, with that being said, fellas, anything else you guys want to bring up before we end for the night? Nothing on my end, my dude. I love how good she looked after that cat. <laughs> I was wondering where the cat came right, from. Well, well, I mean, she brought the cat. Carriers. So that's so cool. Just one. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. With that being said, guys, do you recommend Alien from 1979? Xander? Yes. John? 100%, dude. And Shelton. Definitely. And that's four for four because I definitely recommend this movie. It's just, it's still a good movie. It's a great horror movie. It's a great sci-fi movie. It's uh, it's going to keep your attention. The the This movie is almost two hours and it did not feel like it at all. Like it, it's still pretty breezy. Classic, classic um, film. So yeah, it's a big recommend for me. Um, thank you guys for joining me on this episode and indulging me 
and um, connecting with me on this big old, uh, this really weird episode of a podcast. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. Definitely one of our most unique. It was a great time. Yeah. Thank you for the invitation. Unique and explicit episode. Hell yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. I'm so glad you got to experience this movie, Xander. Um, and I hope you keep going because the other movies are pretty good. Oh, Gonia Weaver. I'm not gonna miss that. Is <laughs> Me either, because I'm just gonna keep doing it. Gonia oh Weaver. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Murderboard Podcast. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Um, Alien, go see it. It's great. Um. As of this recording, happy Halloween, although this will probably come out way after that, though. But either way, spooky season keeps rolling on for us. We're going to keep it going. Um, next episode, we're kind of diving into some more sci-fi stuff, um, but we are stopping into the DC universe for a sec to um, cover a movie that I'm pretty sure no one knew ever existed. Um, but, you know, way back when in the early 70s, uh, Wes Craven <laughs> adapted a DC comic character into a movie, and that was Swamp Thing. So that will be the next episode <laughs> after this. <laughs> can't wait to talk about that one. I uh, can't wait for Zarya to watch it for the first time because I know she's a big DC fan and has not seen that movie. <laughs> and I just I've only seen it once. And honestly, I can't remember a thing about it. But I do know there were titties. You're awakening, I take it. <laughs> nah, because I think I watched this like way after that. Maybe it could have been. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is the titties in the movie. All right, yeah. Um, then after that, we're getting into another franchise that honestly I would love to have all three of you guys back for that episode. We're doing Terminator, the very first Terminator. <laughs> Another franchise I absolutely love. Like, I have the same amount of love for Alien for that one. Though, um, the reason we're just now doing it um, is on purpose because me and Sheldon definitely bonded over that series. And we saw the last one in theaters. And we both walked away saying, yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're done. With yeah. This. We're done with this franchise. We're going to, like. We're it was gonna, an experience. We had a, we had a whole funeral for it and everything. We were like, we're, we're not spending money on this ever again. <laughs> We were like the reason, like it, uh, it's it's so funny because like it's the total opposite of how we felt about Alien Covenant. We were so happy after watching that movie and so excited, and then we got out of Terminator Dark Fate and was like, I I want to hurt someone. <laughs> I was worried, like I I knew it was gonna be bad because I had seen some stuff prior, and I was just hoping it would be good. Man, and it I wasn't. Was, Man, I was like, I was the optimistic one. I was like, it, it can work. It can work. And, and it didn't. <laughs> it killed the franchise. But nothing, you can't top the original. And I love the original movie for the same reason of Alien, though. Because the first Terminator is essentially a slasher movie. It's, you know, if what if Michael Myers was a robot from the future <laughs> sent by Jesus? <laughs> So um, I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, but until then, thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned for more. We'll catch you again on the murder board. Um, and with that being said, Xander, do you want to play us out? Me? Yeah, pick any sound you want, buddy. Pepsi Man!